1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: As we do on a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby, elements of what is changing, what sort of campaigns are developing, the things that are really quite challenging in the environment politically, and very good today to be able to connect with Peter Abetz, who is the Western Australian state leader for the Australian Christian Lobby. Peter, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be with you. you. Hey Peter, uh, in WA there's been some reform around abortion legislation. The uh, the Abortion Legislation Reform Bill 2023, uh, tabled back mid June. The bill effectively provides for abortion on demand up to birth in WA. How are you seeing things as they are at the present time?
1: Look, uh, you're you're right. Um... Up until now, uh, the 1998 legislation's been in place when West Australia was the first to apparently legalise abortion and uh, you could only have an abortion up to 20 weeks. Uh, You needed two doctors to agree that it was appropriate and post-20 weeks, you needed to get uh, approval from uh, two doctors from a panel of 10 that the Minister for Health uh, appoints Uh, to say that it was in fact uh, medically appropriate to have that abortion Um, and uh, so as a result of that we only have about 70 to 80 uh, late-term abortions in Western Australia Uh, but and generally they were only allowed for conditions not compatible with life or for gross deformity, uh, that type of thing. Um, But the uh, legislation that's been read into Parliament now, that's ready for debate when Parliament goes back, basically says uh, after 23 weeks, or you can have abortion for any and no reason up to 23 weeks, you don't need a referral from a doctor, you can go straight to the uh, abortion clinic. Uh, post 20 weeks, you just need to get one extra doctor to say that the uh, abortion is justified, um, and uh, so psychosocial. Uh, reasons for abortion for late term abortions will be acceptable uh, which will no doubt see a massive increase in the number of later term abortions.
0: Peter has something very concerning that you're drawing attention to and that is the way that a incumbent government might actually uh, find research that supports their own positions and their own proposals. They had an online survey in the health department in WA. Uh, you were concerned because uh, a lot of Christians decided they wouldn't complete it because it didn't really offer the right options or, or any other options other than what the government yeah. was proposing. What? How do you see that? What happened there?
1: Well, basically the, what the health department, they did a uh, report and uh uh, put proposals forward and they did a survey online and some 17,500 people apparently responded. Uh, but the only choices you had was maintaining the current legislation or agreeing with their proposed uh, changes. That was the only options you could have. So um, it was it was really um, uh, a, a kind of survey which wasn't really a survey, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Um, you only had two choices uh, to choose from. And so, for example, if you were of the view that abortions, for example, shouldn't take place, uh, say, after 13 weeks, which uh, many even pro-choice people say because, uh, um, yeah, because of the medical issues involved, uh, you, there was no option for that. It was either maintain the current 20-week or go with 24 weeks, which incidentally they've pulled back in the legislature 23 weeks for some reason. But uh, that's the kind of situation uh, that we were uh, faced with. So, And the government claimed that uh, the survey showed massive support for what they wanted, but uh, we encouraged people to uh, complete the survey. But uh, I got so many emails from people saying, I'm not going to finish. I, I didn't submit mine because there's no way that I'm. I agree with either of the options that they give us, so uh, that's not particularly helpful.
0: So when you hold a pro-life position and uh, you're fairly dogmatic about that, uh, responding to a survey that actually lands you in one camp or another—they're both pro-choice or both pro-abortion—that uh, doesn't mm. sit easily. Hey, what about mm. the contrast? Uh, what is being proposed now? Now, what are the provisions in the new legislation?
1: Well, basically, the new legislation says um, up to 23 weeks, you can have an abortion for any and no reason. Um, all you need to do is you need to go to uh, an abortion clinic and you can have it done. So uh, you don't need a referral from a GP or another doctor or anything like that. So it's um, very, very easily accessible. Um and uh, post-23 weeks, uh, you can go directly to the abortion clinic, make an appointment, uh, and as long as the abortion clinic uh, doctor gets another doctor to agree that the abortion is justifiable, uh,
0: then it can proceed. And, of course, that doctor uh, can be chosen as someone who's a pro-abortion doctor or even an abortionist, is that the case, uh, that could actually give that second signature?
1: But that's my understanding from the, uh, like, if the uh, the abortion clinic had two medical doctors working there, uh, there's no reason why the second doctor couldn't um, say, yep, this is okay."
0: So when we talk about change that's coming, uh, are there changes coming around, you know, counselling requirements? Because there's always this concern uh, when you have pro-abortion, as is the case in many other states. Uh, that there's no counselling that is given that has any sort of pro-life feel to it. Uh, what what are your thoughts yep. here around what's being offered in these new uh, legislation provisions?
1: Well, the 1998 legislation uh, had a provision in there for uh, counselling that, the, um, that the person had to receive counselling, but in actual practice that was not happening. All they were given was a sheet of paper, which they had to sign, which um, yeah, outlined some of the yeah, risks, apparently, of uh, abortion, et cetera. But there was really no, no genuine counselling. And, in fact, um, uh, the Honourable Nick Goyran, when uh, the Barnett government was in, managed to convince uh, Kim Haymes, the Minister for Health, to put on the abortion brochures uh, contact details for some of the pregnancy support centres, uh, in WA, but uh, when Labor came in, uh, they were taken off again. So the reality is that there is um, there is no no requirement for counselling in practice under the ninety eight legislation. It just simply wasn't happening. And uh, under the new legislation, it's that uh, clause is is uh, t- is uh, removed. So there won't be any requirement for counselling.
0: And the likely outcome of that, Peter, is that. What, there's there's more abortions, more late-term abortions.
1: Well, look, I think the, the, the outcome of it is that you know, if you think in terms of... If a person was genuinely pro-choice, that women should have a choice, uh, they need to be given all the options. And the reality is that um, the support that's available, uh, most doctors are not even aware of the pregnancy support centres and the services that they uh, offer. Um, uh, a lady recently uh, looked up the government website uh, to do with abortion, and uh, if said if you need a support with uh, an unexpected pregnancy kind of thing, uh, she rang up four of the phone numbers that are listed um, and asked said words to the effect, look, I've got a friend who uh, is pregnant, unexpected, uh, she would love to keep the baby, she just can't manage financially, etc. Uh, yeah, can you refer us to someone, uh, an organisation or a service provider that can help? And of the four government centres, only one actually said, yes, there is a pregnancy support centre and provided the phone number. But the other three said, oh, oh we, the only help we provide is abortion. Which, that, that's hardly giving women choices. and Peter, so that's a real shortcoming.
0: It is. And I think uh, every listener will be able to hear that there ought to be some sort of provision in any way, that if someone's calling for help, that there ought to be some pregnancy help organisation that should mm. be on that register. Hey, the other mm. thing, of course, is um, people who are in the medical profession, doctors, nurses, and... Uh, as we're seeing in some other states and territories, uh, where medical professionals are being put under pressure to perform abortions, uh, no way that they can conscientiously object in any way. Uh, What are the provisions around this legislation in Western Australia around uh, medical professionals, whether they're doctors or nurses? Uh, In the
1: 1998 legislation, uh, a doctor can simply say, or a nurse can simply say, I don't want to be involved in an abortion And that's the end of the story. Uh, Like if a patient comes to a doctor and says, look, I I want to have an abortion, the GP can say, look, sorry, I don't deal with abortions. End of story. Uh, Under the new legislation, the doctor must uh, provide them with information uh, so that they can contact a doctor who will do an abortion, which effectively makes the doctor an accessory to an abortion, which uh, for many uh, doctors uh, is is a real problem because they don 't want to be an accessory uh, to an abortion and an interesting point is that uh, an abortion is actually not a medical procedure in the sense of a procedure that actually uh, improves the health of the woman uh, so it 's not that you 're denying somebody you know life saving treatment or anything like that uh, so really it 's a violation of the uh, of the doctor 's uh, human rights, and uh, that 's one of the Uh, changes we'd like to see in the legislation uh, is that the current um, uh, conscientious objection provision is actually maintained.
0: Peter, I love conversations with you because you've got such an orderly approach to how a Christian might think about these sorts of things so far as legislation goes And there is this potential, isn't there, that whenever we're talking about a pro-life position, a Christian position on the value of life, and we can all identify that from Genesis chapter 1. You know, God has created man and woman in his image. And the reason why he is, you know, he's creator, and that gives us all value in our life. And so we take a pro-life position. But I wonder, Peter, what is the Christian way of making a contribution when legislation is changing like it is, uh, what sort of things would you like to see in the legislation?
1: Yeah, look, I think that's a really important point. Like if we, you know, we don't want to see abortions happening, but the fact is, this legislation uh, and because of where our society is at, abortion legislation will pass. So the best we can do is actually is to um, seek to make an evil piece of legislation slightly less evil by uh, getting some uh, changes into it. And uh, one of the um, uh, things that we want is we want a ban on gender selection abortions because that's starting to happen in some ethnic communities in Australia. Um, And uh, in fact, in Southeast Asia, uh, China, India, there's over 100 million girls missing, which leads to you know, bride traffic and all sorts of uh, social issues. So we're, we are seeking that and one would hope that even radical feminists would be able to uh, support that because having an abortion simply because you're carrying a girl hardly seems uh, something that feminists would want to uh, see happen. So that's the one. The other is that any babies born alive following a late-term abortion Uh, should be given the same medical attention or if it's a condition not compatible with life, palliative care as you would provide to any naturally born premature baby. Um, And that's going to become much more important with the ease of being able to get a late-term abortion. So we think that's a really, really important one. The other one that we're pushing for is uh, back in 1998, the consensus amongst the medical professionals was that babies don't feel pain till about 23, 24 weeks. But the research has moved on and it's now uh, generally accepted by medical people that babies actually feel pain from about 13, 14 weeks onwards in the womb. And so we actually are pushing for uh, that it's mandatory for medical practitioners doing an abortion to actually provide pain relief for babies that are aborted post-13 weeks. And you might say, well, what's the big thing about 13 weeks? Up to 13 weeks, babies uh, that are being aborted are simply kind of sucked out, complete. Um, Whereas after 13 weeks, as the bones have started to become uh, stronger and so on, after 13, 14 weeks, the way they actually abort a baby, it's pretty gross. They actually pull the arms and the legs off and then crush the brain, uh, the head, and then pull out the pieces, and then reassemble them to make sure they've got everything out. Um, and you know, to do that with uh, to a baby that feels pain, that is absolutely abhorrent. And there's a one of our uh, vets who's a supporter, a vet who's a supporter of ACL. He contacted me, and she said um, that you know, if. If she did that with a lamb or a calf, the animal rights activists would have a would would go ballistic. And uh, so we kind of think this is really uh, uh, yeah important. And if they, go, so they claim to modernise the legislation, they need to take into account the latest uh, yeah, medical knowledge about these kinds of things. And as just as before, we
0: as confronting yeah. as that might seem, and uh, for listeners who might be feeling shocked uh, that you might make that sort of description, um, this is reality. And in some sense, uh, we've got such a sanitised view of what happens in the abortion process sometimes that we're a little blasé about whether it really matters. But what you're demonstrating in the description there, Peter, is very, very confronting. And it's very powerful. And this is the reality of what happens in that abortion surgery. Uh, you, were about no. to, uh, you were about to give us some of the other. I don't want to miss any of these provisions that you're yep. arguing and pushing for. And we were yep. talking about yep. you know whether there are uh, you know, some pregnancy help uh, providers. You'd like to see information brochures and websites all with these sorts of details on there so that anyone who is contemplating abortion actually has a real choice to make. Correct,
1: yeah. That's, we, we believe that's really important. And um, I think the uh, the South Australian legislation uh, that went through in 2021 when they uh, uh, updated, in commas, their abortion legislation, uh, they actually had a number of provisions uh, uh, added into it, uh, which included the gender selection, abortion, the ban on that, the babies born alive. And they also actually put in some uh, things that a doctor needed to take into account uh, if when being asked to do a late term abortion and while it's not um, easily enforceable that provision um, it at least it says hey as a society we we believe it's important that uh, these things are taken into consideration so we, we'd like we'd like to see the uh, four of the extra things that are in the South Australian legislation which aren't in the WA legislation that they should be included and uh, I think that would make a a big difference
0: You're also wanting to uphold that right of conscientious objection so for everyone in the medical community doctors, medical staff uh, to Mm -hmm. be able to uh, exercise their own conscience as to whether they want to participate in an abortion and the other thing of course too is uh, some safety and privacy and dignity provisions for unborn children too, who might have some level of disability. Thoughts around that one?
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's probably a difficult one to get across the line, but we're advocating for the fact that uh, you know, when, when people, uh, when uh, couples or, or a mother is uh, uh, informed that her baby has a fairly high chance of having Down syndrome, they're always immediately offered an abortion. And we believe that that really is not the right way to go about it uh, that um that really, when you get that diagnosis, they should be connected with downs syndrome wA, which is uh, uh, a support organization that parents set up years ago who had down syndrome uh, children with Downs syndrome and uh, so the parents can actually find out, hey, look, what would be involved in having a Downs child. Uh, so that we can, they can actually make an informed decision rather than automatically pushing them down the abortion pathway. Because we don't want to become like Iceland. In Iceland, um, there are no babies born that are uh, that have Down syndrome because they abort them all. And uh, those of us who know uh, people with Downs uh, would know that hey, they can live very fulfilling lives, and uh, they certainly add. Um, a lot of colour and and, uh, joy to families and into
0: communities. So many just beautiful individuals. And look, time is running out, uh, but Peter, there is a petition on the Western Australian Parliament website. I know you're pointing people there and I'll assume that you've got a link there on the ACL website and I'll give that address in just a few moments. But uh, what are you encouraging Western Australian listeners to do right now given the changes coming?
1: Look, if they can go to the ACL website, so it's just acl.org.au and then forward slash abortion um, and then go to the WA section and there's lots of information there uh, where you, we encourage you to write a letter to your local MP and particularly to the MLCs, so the you let legislative councillors and people have six of those in Western Australia because each region has six legislative councillors so encourage people to write uh, letters and there's also Uh, Some of those points that I've been talking about with you, Neil, uh, are listed there, so the dot points are there. They can take some of those and put them into their letter and also the links for the the petition.
0: If you don't speak up, the government will ride roughshod over you, as has already been the case in other states listening into our conversation today. Western Australian listeners, an opportunity to speak up, and if you don't speak up, uh, you'll lose uh, at least... Uh, Some of the provisions that have given a little bit of uh, extra uh, light there uh, so far as the abortion issue. Uh, So acl.org.au and forward slash abortion. For those listeners in WA, go to the WA section and those uh, hints and those uh, provisions that Peter has said you can do and you can take up an opportunity in WA to have your voice heard. Uh, Peter Abetz, WA State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Peter, thanks so much for your update again today on 2020.
1: Good to be with you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.